Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. I am Ryan, and please click that like or subscribe button if you haven't done that already, if you've been here before. Um, Really, really appreciate the support. Uh, If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for for deciding to to click on our episode here, uh, because we do have a fun one, I think. It's one that that I was really impressed with when I was doing the research on it. So I hope you guys are as well when I get through this. And that is, uh, we're kind of on a terpene tick, a terpene tick, a terpene kick uh, recently, I would say. And so um, today, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about cannabis and super terpenes and really how they can help enhance your high, right? Let's get into it, right? So if, if, if you love terpenes, this is really your show, right? So if you're new to this show, Right. If you haven't been here before, uh, then you may not know too much about terpenes. You may be, you know, listening, you know, to, for the first time. Maybe just starting your research. Just know that uh, the terpenes that you have in your cannabis are ultimately going to direct your high. Right. It, it's kind of like similar to having a roadmap. You have, you know, CBD is like your oil to make sure that your car is running smoothly. The THC is your gas. Right? It's going to move your car. You have a vehicle. Maybe that's like your vaping device or something, right? <laughs> and then you have your terpenes. And your terpenes are going to say, all right, where do, I, where do I want to go? Do I want to be happy? Do I want to be sad? Do I want to be focused? Do I want to be calm? Do I want to be jazzed up, right? Um, <clears throat> all those things you can take into consideration by utilizing the correct terpenes. And so um, up to this point, I would say we very often, when we talk about psychoactivity, we often think about THC as, you know, or one of its forms, right? Delta-8, Delta-10, uh, THCO, is really being like the main player behind what takes you to that new height of psychoactivity if or, or focus or, or optimizing, you know, your, your day-to-day, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Uh, but typically, if you're looking to raise the psychoactivity um, to any level to help with that, then you're talking about THC in some way, shape, or form, but maybe not anymore. And that is one of the interesting things I think about this episode that I, I I'm, I'm interested or <coughs> excuse me, I got some in my throat. <coughs> that is one of the interesting things uh, that I'm looking forward to discussing on this episode, um, and and what we're going to get into here. So I found this by researching, you know, some of my research I saw. Um, on Project CBD. Project CBD talked about some of these super terpenes. They have an article that I will go ahead and and post as we typically do that showed these synergistic effects with THC. Um, and the cool thing about this research is that we're not just talking about like synergistic effects. It What happened was, uh, I guess it's synergistic effects at the end of the day, um, but the whole was was greater than the sum of its parts. And that's where I don't think we've spent a lot of our time in the past when we talk about psychoactivity and, and cannabis and all that good stuff and, and just effectiveness, I would say, of cannabis, right? It doesn't even have to be psychoactivity, I guess. But when you're talking about the CB1 receptor, that's usually what we're talking about. Um, but there's different terpenes now that we can consider that actually have these effects uh, that can assist with enhancing or you know increasing your high. And so I thought that was really interesting when they came out with that article. So I want to talk about it here. Uh, so what they did, it was an Israeli research team that studied about 16 different terpenes. Um, and what they did is they took a look at the CB1 activation only from the terpene in question. So they, they researched the terpenes and they researched how much that 
specific terpene, all those 16 different terpenes interacted with the CB1 receptor. Um, and it, so they're all kind of like, we know that cannabinoids will do this occasionally, right? Uh, we didn't know that terpenes would do this. And so the two of them together, they are part of the same family, the terpenoid family. So this could make sense, you know, that we're starting to see this. We, we did see in that research different levels of responses, right, from these terpenes. Um, we did see some terpenes actually lower the, the response of the CB1 receptor activity, which is interesting. Um, beta-pinene and geraniol were two that were noted in that research that actually lowered um, the effects of the THC and the CB1 receptor. So if you're looking for, you know, something to keep you balanced or keep you anchored, something with those two terpenes could be something that you would want to consider, right? Now, we also looked at a group of two, they also, I see we, because I, I was doing research too when I was reading, <laughs> but I should say they also, because I didn't do the research, obviously, but they also looked at um, uh, terpenes with an expected response. So alpha-pinene, not beta-pinene, like we just saw, alpha-pinene, beta-carophylline, beta-carine, sometimes call that one. Uh, bisabolol, uh, eucalyptol, humulene, myrcene, neurolidol, and terpinaline all had expected responses, which means that adding terpenes didn't multiply or reduce the effect of the experience in any way, right? And then we had, um, then we saw some terpenes that had, well, what they labeled them were this is going to be a tough one for me to repeat the rest of the episode, but it's cannabimimetic terpenes, right? So these cannabimimetic terpenes, um, probably the last time I'll say that, uh, are terpenes that have similar chemical structures to cannabinoids and, and bind to the cannabinoid receptors in the body. And so they can actually produce some of the same effects as cannabinoids, such as pain relief, relaxation, euphoria. Um, so that was kind of interesting. Some of the cannabimetic, see, that's it. Uh, some of the some of these terpenes that we're talking about that shared these characteristics. <clears throat> some of the terpenes that shared these characteristics include um, some of the common players that we often hear about. Right, limonene is one of them. Um, it has that citrusy, you know, refreshing smell. Uh, if you ever smell that in cannabis, often it's limonene that's in there. It has that mood boosting and definitely anti anxiety effects. It's it's usually my go to terpene when I'm looking to be cheery, right? And happy. I, I like limonene. Um, then you have pinene, right? Uh, you have alpha pinene, you have beta pinene. Um, but uh, pinene has, uh, what that can do is also improve the cognitive function and, and memory. And this is what I would use more for focus, right? And, and to really be diving in and, you know, fixing a problem or really researching a problem. I, I like pinene for that. And then you have myrcene, uh, has sedative effects. So if you're looking for something to kind of relax you, has that musky earthy smell uh, found in hops. So that's why IPAs may be very relaxing because of that myrcene, right? It's very hoppy. I like IPAs. Um, linolol uh, found in lavender, fantastic terpene. I've When I vape it, it's just uh, it's such a pleasure to vape whole flower or whole flower linolol, I guess the um, you know, add that to your cannabis. It has a very calming and floral smell, anti-anxiety, sleep-inducing effects, really relaxing, fantastic. I, I love that terpene. Um, and then beta carry, we just we just talked about that. 
uh, found in black pepper has the anti-inflammatory and pain relieving effects, right? Has that spicy peppery smell. That's why you find it in pepper. Um, so uh, there are, uh, cannabimetic, the, the, those terpenes, right. <laughs> that were in the study that saw an additive effect when they interacted with the CB1 receptor, um, terpineol, osamine, and linalol were, uh, were different terpenes that we saw that effect with and linalol what happened what let's just say the way this works just the additive effect if i can explain it correctly um because this can be a little confusing if linalol hits a receptor the cb1 receptor at a level of three right and um if thc hits the cb1 receptor at a level of seven you would combine those two to create a level of 10 right they have an additive effect with each other there are terpenes that we mentioned before that don't really have an additive effect, right? And so three plus seven may just, you know, be like a seven, right? Uh, whatever the THC is is doing to interact with that CB1 receptor is, is the highest influencer of the two, right? Um, now, we also, so, so that's the additive effect, right? When the terpene plus the cannabinoid, which would be the THC typically, interact with that CB1 receptor to add up to a higher amount. Now, the cool thing is that what they found in this research is that there were terpenes with an additive and uh, synergistic effect where the whole became greater than the sum of the parts. And this is, I think, the interesting part of the research for sure. And the terpenes that included that were limonene, borneol, and sabonine. And so we guys just, if you listened to the episodes recently, we just had one on sabonine. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> and what this means is, let's say the THC molecule hits the CB1 receptor at a level of 7, and it interacts and activates the CB1 receptor at a level 7. And let's say the limonene um, also interacts with the CB1 receptor at a level three. Putting those two together actually uh, creates 12, right? Seven plus three would be 10. But in this scenario, seven plus three may equal 12, right? So the whole is much bigger than than the individual parts. And so that's real synergy between different parts, right? When When you are able to take those two different separate pieces, put them together, create something greater, that is a real synergistic additive response. And limonene, borneol, and sabonine uh, did that. And so I thought that was really cool. And, and limonene is a terpene we we see everywhere, right? Like we hear about it everywhere. It's in all kinds of different strains. That is probably why when I, that's probably why I like strains with limonene so much, to be honest, because um, there is that additive effect, and 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 the additive effect is really nice. So. Um, Definitely something to consider. And then, you know, we, we may be thinking also at this moment, I did at least, Borneol and Sabonine. I mean, we know limonene, right? Lemons and citrusy fruits. But I didn't really know much about these other two. Um, and uh, you can find them both in cannabis. Obviously, they're naturally occurring. Um, Borneol uh, is found in citrus fruits. Um, you can find that still in lemons and orange juice and grapefruits. So kind of similar to limonene. Um, kind of gives it that citrusy smell and sabonine is found in pine trees and has that piney, uh, characteristic that you would find. You can also find borneol and black pepper, which is kind of interesting. So it, it must be interacting. I'm thinking with the beta carophylline and maybe they cancel each other out. 
uh, possibly, I'm thinking, because black pepper is supposed to help with intense eyes, and I believe it is from that beta carophylline. But it's interesting. If Borneal is also found in black pepper, it must be in much smaller amounts, right? Considering um, black pepper is known to stunt a high, blunt a high, I should say, more so than increase a high. Um, <coughs> you can also find just, you know, other plants like camphor and lavender and these other plants that we've talked about. And so strains, uh, you may be thinking naturally, all right, well, that's cool. What about strains? <laughs> because that's what I, that's what I do. I'm here, you know, talking about cannabis. What I want to know what strains we can find these on. Um, they are found in a variety of strains. Uh, you can find them in different concentrations, but most notably, um, you're going to find them in Cali mist. I was doing some research on this and Kelly mist has that, that, uh, that minty camphoraceous type of aroma, right? Hindu Kush has that earthy woody aroma. Um, golden pineapple, uh, has that piney citrusy sabonine, um, included in there. And then K13 haze is another strain that you can consider. Uh, and it has a, it just kind of has a little bit of everything. It has both Borneal and Sabinine, has the minty pine citrusy stuff going on. So that's probably a great high. Um, never had K13 haze, golden pineapple I've had. Nice. I like Hindu Kush. I like Kelly Mist. Um, so I, I can't even, I mean, there's only a few strains that I can actually speak to that I could say I don't like. And, and you know, it's, it's very, very far and few between. I think sour diesel, I, I don't want to say I don't like it. I just, every time I typically use sour diesel, I have an issue um, with irritability, it seems. Uh, so I like pairing it with uh, like OG Kush or like CBD or something like that to soften it up. And honestly, Jack Carrera, I don't like it after a certain time, even though I talk about it all the time. <laughs> like if it's not, if like I don't like it when... Uh, you know, it's later and, and I, I just, you know, I, I want to relax a little bit. So just kind of funny how that works too. Um, one question that some of you may be asking is how this may differ from the entourage effect. And, and it does differ synergy and the entourage effect, right? Um, what we're seeing here. Uh, the entourage effect was coined in 1998 in the European Journal of Pharmacology and refers to cases where compounds uh, where they don't directly bind to CB1 or CB2, but they nonetheless do increase the endocannabinoid system, right? They have this, this effect that helps, you know, keep the endocannabinoid system healthy and primed and, and all that good stuff. Um, in this case, the terpenes are directly activating the CB1 receptors themselves, right? So it, it wouldn't be a classical entourage effect in that reason. But it doesn't really make a difference at the end of the day. It's just kind of like a nomenclature thing. I thought it was kind of interesting that it's not really considered entourage effect. It's because they are actively interacting with the CB1 receptors. Uh, receptors. But the real question is, how does this affect us, right? Overall, you know, when I was thinking of this, you know, some people may want to use this, you know, to increase their high. Some people may want to use this to have a better experience, you know, with cannabis or a more intense experience. I also think some people may want to know this information for very sensitive groups like the elderly and children that may need that or may could, you know, could benefit from CB1 receptor activation. But THC is just, you know, very intense and too intense. And so maybe limonene, for example, would be better, uh, you know, and making sure that you're introducing it in the high CBD, you know, full spectrum format is what I'm thinking. But ton of research to be done, obviously. Uh, there's, there's a lot to look into now that we have this information. But overall, 
Um, really cool. It's, it's, you know, so guys consider, you know, some of these strains when you're looking at them. And a lot of times when you go to the stores, they're going to tell you what terpenes are in there. So if you see limonene or if you see borneol or, or, uh, or sabonine or, or any of these others that could be additive, uh, maybe it's something you want, or maybe it's not right. So definitely just good to know. I hope you guys enjoyed some of this, uh, some of these little tidbits. I wanted to make this informational, not too long of an episode, um, because we do talk about this stuff uh, a lot, but I, I, I thought this was kind of unique and interesting. So I wanted to let you guys know that this is also happening. Let me guys, let me know what you think. Reach out to us at the cannabis at gmail.com. Make sure uh, at the cannabis C for Instagram. If you guys want to check us out there, interact with us there, we can do that. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of your support, reaching out, uh, just coming back and listening every week. I just can't thank you guys enough. It just, thank you. And, and please, please keep sharing this with your friends and loved ones who you think can be helped by this content. Uh, please um, like this as well. This also helps us get in front of more people when you do that, which that will make the world a better place, right? If more people are hearing the good word about cannabis, that's our hope. So you guys can help do that. Uh, You always do. Thank you again. And we will see you next week in another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. Peace. listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture 
one toke at a time.